coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. My first job was washing dishes, frying chicken, making fried green tomatoes, which isn't so different from what I'm doing now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, was, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll spend a summer in New York. And then cool. eight years later, I'm like, you know, I love <laughs> In Vermont, I worked at a couple of local restaurants starting at the age of 11, uh, dishwashing, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Uh, I'm sure that was totally illegal, but I was, was going to say, I don't think that's but, legal. <laughs> uh, well, when your parents make you do it for the family business, I it's gotcha. always a little uh, different. Uh. So, you know, I got f- after I graduated, I started with McDitton's Irish Pub. Um, I had some opportunities to work in management right at 21, but I wasn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to be the boss of someone that had been working in the business for so long. So, right. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Chris Sweeney and executive chef Rob Reinsmith from Noble Crust. Noble Crust serves up unique masterpieces of Italian and Southern fusion cuisine. Our musical guest today is Marissa Petty. We We have have a a great great show, so so stick stick around. around. It's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup. But not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chilly day comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, will have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. 
For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Thank you for listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, and please welcome the managing partner at Noble Crust, Chris Sweeney, and executive chef, Rob Reinsmith. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks. thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So Noble Crust, I think everybody probably knows, but just in case there's like one listener out there that doesn't know, seasonal Italian with Southern Soul. It's on the northwest side of 4th Street and 83rd Ave, more specifically 8300 4th Street North. Now that opened 2014, and you have two other locations now. Wesley Chapel opened in 2017, and then you have another location in the Carrollwood area of Tampa. And I don't know when that opened. That was, was in 2018, right? Because okay. it was seven yeah. months after the Wesley Chapel okay. opening. And another little interesting tidbit is that two members of Bonefish Grill's founding team, TJ Thielbar and John Mays, are also owners of Noble Crest. Or partners. Or partners. At the in the infancy stages, yes, John was part of the team. Currently, it is TJ and Tim Kersey. Okay. Tim Kersey, uh, he was one of the original founders of Bonefish with his partner, Chris Parker, Got which it. everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. And then um, TJ was, I believe, the original culinary director. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, for or part Or partner. Oh, so yeah. He, he, when, cause they I they worked, have a long history together, all yeah. the, this group. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to tell you a funny little story before we get into your background. So the very first time I went to Noble Crest was the first year you were open. I was with my parents and my son because we do dinner every other Tuesday night. And I remember specifically saying to the server, I'm like, this place is gorgeous. And it looks completely primed to be a, a you know, go out and franchise or chain or what have you. She goes, oh, no, it's just going to be this one location. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> no, you, but it was done perfectly. If you that. find a successful formula, you, you obviously gotta, try to duplicate absolutely. it and replicate. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if it was originally... Uh, figured to to grow to three stores to 300 stores. Right. But I know there was always ambition. Right. And there should be. So, But it was just done so well, I knew it. In the back of my head, I'm like, this place is great. <laughs> yeah, some, some people around, especially St. Pete, there's this big keep St. Petersburg local organization and movement. And some people, the word chain is like a bad word. Right. But you guys are independent, local, super high quality. You can't be that general. And somebody says chain, like it's one of our first episodes, we actually had, I was telling you, Candace, our announcer, I actually had her do a, like a horror movie scream and go, <laughs> it's a chain! Because we, we, we were mocking on that, how some people are just like generally, if they just hear chain, like, right. and I even did a post on Facebook saying, okay, so what's good and what's bad? Like if it's like a hundred, maybe that's bad, but 
if it's like two or three and somebody said more than one is bad oh i'm like okay you're insane go away and people around here they they love kawa i'm like kawa's a chain We yeah, still have like the, 12 locations or 13. You have the scary bridge. So if the yeah. people in Tampa can't drive across, we need to be able to provide the opportunity right. in Tampa. And, <laughs> you know, I think it's just hitting certain, uh, you know, nooks and crannies and being right. able to say, okay, well, folks from Wesley Chapel, they're not going to drive to St. Pete. No. And we, there's, there's an occasion, there's New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, and certain nights when people will make the trip to mm-hmm. do something completely different than the normal. But uh, if we have an opportunity to provide, the same product in St. Pete that we do in Wesley Chapel, we know we're reaching an entire different market. Right. Oh, okay, I have a request then. Can you guys open a location in downtown St. Pete <laughs> that I can walk to? I'll oh, be a, I don't know. There's a ham and um, haw going there, on over there. I'll be yeah. your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we need to bring TJ on for edition number two and we can check <laughs> it out right and see, see what he's able to come All up right. with. All right, just okay. put, that in, put that at the top of the yes. request. Oh, I hear South Tampa. All the oh, I'm sure well, you do. So. Okay, so we, we kind of went backwards when I started with that story, but usually in the first part of our, our interview, we talk about you guys and your past, and who wants to start? I'll go for it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah tell us about where you're from and how you <clears throat> got into to, uh, the chef life. Yeah, so I, mean, I grew up in uh, like Palm Harbor area. Uh, I got my first job at a restaurant. It's called Magnolia Grill. Okay. Uh, it's like a little southern restaurant. It's in Safety Harbor, right? Palm Harbor. Palm it Harbor, was, okay. It, it recently, it was around for like, 18, 20 years. I think it recently got sold and uh, it closed down. Mm-hmm. But my first job was washing dishes, frying chicken, making fried green tomatoes, which isn't so different from what I'm doing now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was 15 and the same thing now. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Wait, um, are you from Palm? I was definitely Palm washing yeah, so dishes I grew, last yeah. week as well. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I grew up there and I just, honestly, I immediately fell in love with um, it's cooking and like the culture of restaurants. Got to, had a good chance. My senior year, I went to like half the day at a vocational school for culinary arts and then the other half like normal high school mm-hmm. um I, once i graduated um didn't go to culinary school right away i was kind of like just hanging out trying to be in a band also cooking worked at bonefish grill as a line cook and that's where i met tj Thielbar, uh mm-hmm. the owner mm-hmm. um we and i worked for them for a while we had a really good relationship uh did that. I was like a store opener. So I got to travel a little bit. It was a really cool opportunity for like a young kid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wanted I wanted more. I was like, all right, I'm ready to like learn a little more technical skills, more fundamentals. So I went to culinary school in Orlando, Le Cordon Bleu. Mm-hmm. Once I graduated, a friend of mine was living in New York. And he's like, hey, I'll get you a job at this restaurant I worked at. You can stay with me. Just do your... And I was like, all right, cool. I'll spend a summer in New York. And then cool. eight years later, I'm like, you know, <laughs> uh, once you go to New York, it's like it's you're, you're not coming back to, you know, Florida. And St. Pete was nothing like as i'm looking out yeah. now it's like nothing like this there wasn't right. you know this is all like in the last five to ten years yeah. like all this the, just the culture of restaurants and people that are actually interested in it and not like we're talking about like they just want to go to the chain the big box chain restaurants right and i love the new york it was like just the different cultures eating you know live right outside chinatown so i'm getting like you know legit dim sum and nice. like you know, nice yeah yunnan food from different regions and like it was a really good experience so where, uh, where did you work there so my first, I worked for Todd English at Olives. Um, mm-hmm. He had another restaurant called English's Italian. That was my first job there. Um, I worked at Olives in Union Square, which is cool because if you know the area, it's the Union Square Farmer's Market is like the biggest green market in New York. It's, you know, all year round, three days a week mm-hmm. um, from farms from upstate New York, Jersey, Connecticut, Dresden area. Uh, just beautiful produce. A lot of the menu is based off of that. So you kind of go in the market in the morning, 
check out stuff, you know, walk back across the street with gigantic boxes of cool. produce. Yeah, it was a really cool time. That's really cool. And it like introduced me to like, it wasn't straight Italian, but like a lot of Mediterranean influences, uh, fresh pastas. Mm-hmm. So that really got my passion going for that. And then I moved on, did a couple of some other things in between. And then I worked for, um, now their brand is called the Major Food Group uh, at the time. They had a restaurant called Teresia's Italian Specialties um, that I opened. And I was a sous chef there, tiny little place that was like, in the daytime, it was like this quintessential cool, like New York deli style of vibe, mm-hmm. um, Italian deli. And then at night, it would flip over and be like this tasting menu only, only a restaurant. Really cool, cool before it's time, before tasting menus right. were even like the big thing. Now they've actually gone back to not being... And then we opened up a more casual restaurant next door called Parm that was uh, basically like the daytime of Teresi vibe, but all day and night with like cocktails. And um, it was really cool. The whole thing was it's being like Italian American, but also using what's in your general, like it was like a very New York restaurant. Like mm-hmm. it was like if you could borrow things from Chinatown, like whatever, it was like cool just because you're in that vicinity. It was just like a very like, just New York vibe. I'm in a New York state of mind. Mm-hmm. And they've gone on to do some pretty incredible things now. They're, they have a ton of restaurants. They're doing really good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it sounds like cooking's been in your life, your whole life. Yeah, it's all, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> so I've did, done this. Did you cook as a kid? Yeah, when I was 15, I started cooking. That's when and then, started um, at yeah. Magnolia Grill. And then, uh, yeah, oh. it was like interesting because I was, you know, saving money so I could buy like cookbooks and like That's at awesome, the time man. the big like German chef knives were like now it's like you know nice Japanese steel now then mm-hmm. I got like, this gigantic like $90 German <laughs> Wusthof knife from like Bed Bath & Beyond I right. thought I was like the coolest guy showing up working you know oh careful your grace nothing cuts like Valyrian steel uh, but, That's awesome Yeah so it's definitely my passion um, I love it Yeah awesome. Okay Chris your turn yeah, so I originally grew up in uh, Colchester, Vermont, and I moved down here when I was 18, uh, attended the University of Tampa, and graduated uh, business management in uh, 2001. In Vermont, I worked at a couple of local restaurants starting at the age of 11, uh, dishwashing, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Uh, I'm sure that was totally illegal, but I was, was going to say, I don't think that's <laughs> but, legal. <laughs> uh, well, when your parents make you do it for the family business, I it's gotcha. always a little uh, different. Uh. So, you know, I got five dollars an hour, it and, <laughs> and uh, eventually I was able to have enough money when I was 16 to buy my first uh, Nissan Sentra. It was a real beauty. But um, <laughs> nice. I, I always envisioned myself being on the on the kitchen side of it. Uh, it was my plan. But um, I turned 18. I started serving, started bartending, and realized that that's kind of where. I saw myself being on the, in the front, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to school, graduating with a business degree in business management. I picked Tampa knowing that Vermont was a very seasonal area. I had the mountains. I had the lake. But it wasn't going to be gonna where I... was going to ask how you ended up at University of Tampa. It, it wasn't going to be where I was going to pursue my career in the food service industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I graduated, I started with McDitton's Irish Pub. Um, I had some opportunities to work in management right at 21, but I wasn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to be the boss of someone that had been working in the business for so long. So right. I went and had some fun. I barbacked, served, bartend, worked my way up to GM, um, eventually the area director for them. And I left uh, that project after 10 and a half years to join Noble Cross. So um, as far as my work experience in St. Pete goes, I've got two, two places under my belt in the last 15 <laughs> years. Uh, both great decisions. Both have really helped shape uh, me to where I am with my career, worked with tremendous people in this Bay Area, and uh, 
I was, I was pleased to have the opportunity to join Noble Cross, and I love working for this team. It's, you know, I have a tremendous chef with a lot of passion, mm-hmm. owners who are in it to win it. The, it's not a playground for them. This is what they do for a living. Yeah. So, right. Um, it's, a, it's an easier uh, story than Rob's. It's yeah. uh, one that was pretty – I knew what I wanted to do at a young age and just had to <laughs> bust my butt to get there. So. Awesome. That's cool. And you were very smart at 21 to say, you know what, I'm not going to – take the management position right now. I want to get some more experience under my belt because I mean, in in my past and different businesses I've been in, whenever I was a boss, I never asked anybody to do anything that I couldn't do myself or I hadn't already done in the past. For sure. Mm-hmm. You have to learn the trade. Um, when I was in school, I was lucky enough to have a chance to meet with Chris Sullivan, founder of Outback. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, later in life, got to be friends with his his son and his daughter-in-law, and I know the family very well. But during my time in school, it was a, a seminar that he held, he held there, and he had mentioned how important it was to uh, really know the job inside and out. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an interview I did at Steak and Shake for a, you know, a 21, and it was mm-hmm. a decent position, Steak and Shake. It wasn't, uh, it was obviously entry level, but it was a management role. And I didn't see how it correlated to my future, even right. though the offer mm-hmm. was pretty tremendous for someone my age. I didn't see how it was going to get me ultimately to a noble cross. It mm-hmm. was right. going to get me there. So I had to kind of rechange my figuration, had a lot of fun bartending. I'm never going to deny that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was able to get to where I am now. So. Well, we love having smart and talented people on our show. <laughs> yes, we do. Now, you just had your wife just had a baby. Well, you both had a baby. We, but ha- she- yeah. we have a six-week-old daughter at <laughs> home now. And mm-hmm. We have a son who will be four in a few weeks, and it is a fun, wild time. Right. But it was, a, it was a, the holidays to remember, that's for sure, between, <laughs> between work and, uh, and trying to keep a new one alive right and when did you meet your wife i met uh carrie in 2006 uh we got married in 2010 mm-hmm. uh, she was actually bartending uh, in south tampa as well when i was and um yeah we met and uh things went really well and and uh it, it was never there was never certain i was going to stay in tampa my whole career but uh, it definitely worked out for the best so Awesome. And Robin, you're, you're married as well. And yes. I just called him Robin. And even though it's Rob, he said his only his mom and his <laughs> wife calls yeah. him Robin. <laughs> yeah. So where'd you guys meet and when? So I met my wife, Heidi, uh, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. She actually worked at a restaurant with my brother. Who's, my brother's also a chef as well, too. Um, so they worked together and he was leaving to come work with me. Mm-hmm. So I met her at like his going away party. Oh. Um, and then we were like instantly like, it's like that was know, it. Yeah, that was it. And then I uh, <laughs> got married uh, six six and a half years ago. Kids? Yep. We have two little boys, uh, four and a half, two and a half years old. Nice, crazy. You guys, you guys are <laughs> in the same boat here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're only a month apart, Rob and I. As well, yeah. So. Oh wow, that's yep. crazy. So oh, yeah, you said something about being thirty six year olds just running all around. Boys. Yeah, yeah. That was our accepting <laughs> yeah. speech there at, the, at Good Burger. Burger Awards. <laughs> <laughs> just running around circles, doing what we love. Yes. Awesome. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back and get into some of the tasty details of Noble Crust. And before we go to break, I want to do a shout out to Eric Jacob and Brooklyn Bridges, two of our biggest fans. And Rob, you told us you yeah, actually Rob are to all our shows. a regular right, listener. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thanks for being a regular listener. Yeah, of course. I love it. All right. We will be right back after this word from our sponsors. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot. But unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. 
Graspol offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty, delicious small plates. With options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast with managing partner at Noble Crust, Chris Sweeney, and executive chef, Rob Reinsmith. So we're interested in knowing from the ground up how this project came to be. Like, how did Noble Crust come to be? Who had the idea? Who had the vision? And then what it took to, to get it up and yeah. running in the first store? So to kind of backtrack back on like the story of like where, where I kind of grew up and came up, I was living in New York. I told you we, I opened a second restaurant next door to the one. And one of my friends who's a cook that came over, he's like, hey, uh, the new extern says her dad was uh, the bonefish guy. And I was like, what are we talking about? I was like, okay, whatever. So sure enough, I go over there, I meet her, and it's her name is Kate Kersey, and her father is Tim Kersey, mm-hmm. who owned, started up Bonefish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a crazy connection that you randomly did your internship at this restaurant group. And then <laughs> her dad would come in, I'd meet him. And he was like, you know, really cool. He'd come in, eat at uh, Parm and just talk to me. And he's like, yeah, next time you're in town, you know, just give me a call. We'd like to meet up and discuss some ideas. So I met with him and also uh, met with TJ Thielbar, um later on. And we just kind of gave me the basis of the idea we're going to do. And I was kind of looking to leave New York anyways. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's perfect timing so we just went ahead and did it um, wow yeah came down and i remember when i first saw the building where it used to be and like this is it and i was like whoa it wasn't <laughs> like there wasn't any demo it was like yeah, the, it was, it it was, was the diviest dive bar that you could imagine that was just like yeah it was just a little gnarly um and then we just started literally we started you know got jackhammers and like crowbars and we started demoing it ourselves and uh built it out and it kind of like the concept kind of unfolded the, the idea was initially it's gonna be pizza italian and it kind of like as we're doing r&d i started like playing with like some southern ingredients Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really this forced thing just naturally one day we're like oh maybe we should make that part of like part of the concept as well too and just kind of showcase the south and at the time southern food and southern cuisine was like really kind of like up and coming Mm -hmm. getting popular that's how it worked out just kind of like all unfolded and just got 
more and more less less pizza driven more like entrees pastas and stuff like that so brussels sprouts yeah brussels sprouts <laughs> meatballs that's, that's cool yeah so i I've yes meatballs been to noble crust maybe a half a dozen times and Lori, i think about a million times because i went on facebook this morning before you guys I haven't came been over a million times but, <laughs> but i went on facebook before Thanks you guys came over and i just Searched on Facebook, Noble Crust. And of course, you know, you see the Noble Crust pages come up in the results, but then mm-hmm. you see Lori Brown, Lori Brown. Yeah, I know, yeah. Brown, 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 on Yelp, Brown. yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy how that's the first comment on Yelp, and it's from like four years ago. Every time oh, that's I see it. It was me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Whenever I go on a Yelp, I, no idea. I don't know, when on my app, it shows like that's the first comment. Unless <laughs> yeah. you like, that's unless funny. you redirect the newest. I only look at the admin page, but yeah, I don't yeah. look at the actual right. page yeah. often. And, and that's cool how it, it wasn't, you didn't say up front, hey, let's do Italian Southern fusion. It just kind of happened yeah, exactly. naturally as you were working on stuff. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And I also want to mention, you know, we publish best of lists, top 10 lists. You guys are on six of them currently, uh, six current ones. Actually, if I go back to like 2016 and 17, there'll be even more. But 10 best Italian, that's actually just got updated and you guys are still on the list. Top 20. Yes, you were on it from 2016. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. From 2016, we just updated yeah. I saw it that on your, your page. For 2020. Top 20 best casual dining. 10 best pizza places. Top 10 Bloody Marys. Five best meatballs. And the reason it's five, I must be picky when it comes to meatballs. I grew up with a Sicilian grandmother. We had the Sunday gravy. I grew up with the Sunday gravy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find 10. You only find five. You're, you're one of them <laughs> that, that I great. thought was worthy of a list. And then best salads. Believe it or not, who has the best salad list? Probably only us, but you guys have one of them. <laughs> also, the Southern Fried Chicken and Brunch are very popular. Normally, somebody says Noble Crust, they're saying Southern Fried Chicken or Brunch in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So you guys are very popular for that. The Chicken Biscuit, the Rigatoni Short Rib. Uh, Candice Avilis just did a feature with you guys on that one. She's our podcast that announcer. That Short Rib's amazing. And I was going to jump in and say there's a new version of the short rib on the menu oh, right there? now. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if that was going to be Rob. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, was you going to say something about the new short yeah. rib special? Or so, what's new about it? Well, so we had the original braised short rib ragu. Now we're doing one braised short rib where instead of picking the meat, we braise it out and let it cool in the braising liquid. Take it out and then cut it into like nice big portions, like mm-hmm. chunks. Mm-hmm. Sear it cold and then pick it up with like the braising liquid. We add a little, uh, we strain it and add some balsamic vinegar to it for like a nice balsamic jus and kind of just baste it with that. So as it's cooking in this jus, it's like getting nice and like glaze and glistening and just like, yeah, and like the fat's kind of rendering out and just keep on basing, just getting better and better. Uh, Served over garlic with potatoes, um, some nice wilted Swiss chard, and then um, some like pickled uh, Fresno peppers to give a little heat, some shaved onion parsley for like a little freshness. It's a super simple dish, but it's like nice and hearty and a little complex. I got a lot going on. So no, is that on the lunch and the dinner menu, or are you open for lunch? I perfect. Not yet. No, we're, no we're, you're going to be okay. opening uh, for lunch on Fridays in February. Okay. In the uh, St. Pete location. Okay. And Wesley Chapel is open for lunches on Fridays. Okay. And Carrollwood will not be open, but we will be something plug for the future there. Nice. Yes. But, um, that, it, that will not that's a special at the moment so it it's is. hard to okay. say it's hard to say what a special future is sometimes it right. hangs on forever and other times it gets moved on to the <laughs> on to the next is whatever, whatever rob can come up delicious. with yeah. oh my god Lori says that i have certain looks that she detects on my face and she knows what they all mean well i just got the look from her that said well we don't have dinner plans on friday that's right <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say i'm like we have to go on friday <laughs> that was good honey I'm impressed because normally he doesn't pick up on them. I always pick up on his. Perfect synergy. <laughs> well, you're going to have to take me to dinner first. 
We actually made short ribs at home last Sunday, and it was it's like an all day. Actually, we start the day before because we had to we made the marinade from scratch. Well, you know, salt, fat, acid, heat. Did you see that? Yeah. So Samin's uh, soy braised short rib recipe. We made that. Oh, it, nice. It was yeah. But I I would love it when I uh, like either go outside and come back in or go to the bathroom and come back out and I'd be like, oh, it smells so good in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's hard to be patient. I feel like long braising and glen cooking at home for me, it's like hard to be patient. Oh. I'm like mm-hmm. trying to get in there. And I know it's not ready, but I'm like, is it ready? I'm like lying to myself, but yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's also hard to be simple. Yeah, I can't yeah. just cook something simple at home. I have to make it a five-hour process. <laughs> Everything I make. Can't well, just make... That's fun. I can't buy a can of tomato sauce. I can't. Yeah. It's impossible. Right. That, that's a fun Sunday thing for me. I like when we do a project together. like it's all Couples day cooking. In the kitchen. But Abby, who writes reviews for us and also writes recipes for us, she like has a regular nine to five. Then she comes home and does a whole dinner like it's almost every night. Like she's posting her dinner at like 11 o'clock. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, I'm yeah. already in bed, man. Yeah. yeah. Handmade raviolis at <laughs> six o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. So when Ke- Kevin first fell in love with um, brunch the f- at Noble Crest, because we went one oh, time yeah. for dinner that he wasn't really that impressed. And I'm like, no, this place is awesome. So then I, I made him go back for brunch one day, and I forget what it was you had, but it was the, all over. I think after that. deviled eggs was one of them. You guys still do the deviled eggs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We still do deviled eggs, yeah. Yeah. Right. You had deviled eggs, but you had something, I think, over either grits or I don't remember. And but it could be on the menu still. It might not be. I know. We, we had a shrimp finger at one time with pimento cheese. We've mm-hmm. had. We've had yeah, we should bring those back. Yeah, those were good. Those are popular. He yes, lo- he loves grits. I, I vote for but that too. It's one of the things I notice a lot when we go to the the offsite marketing events, um, whether it's you know best of Tampa Bay or something at Ruth Eckert or uh, there's so many of them. There is a lot of guests I talk to who say they love Noble Cross, and I say, well, you go for brunch, you've been for dinner. Then you only say one or the other. They actually have an experience both, both. sides of it. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's. Uh, if it's a different diner type, if they if they don't want to go out for dinner as often as they go for brunch, or if that's just their thing, or if they like right. have the family and Sundays for Girls Day with mimosas, but it is really it's unique to hear that because we have such a so many regulars, but um, sometimes it's uh, you know you're just surprised that someone's one or the other. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, for us, I mean, as of recently, we've been venturing a lot more out of downtown. Like. You say you don't come downtown a lot. We very rarely leave. So yeah. so to go up there, you know, it was, it's a little bit of a hike. Not much. It's like 10 minutes from my house, my place. But anyway, what I was going to say is we've been venturing out a lot more. So that's why when you saw the look on my face for Friday, I'm like, we're leaving downtown. <laughs> well, I will be there. So okay. okay. So Noble Crust, northern part of St. Pete, 8300 4th Street North. The website is noble-crust.com. And if you haven't been, you don't know what you're missing. You got to go. We'll see you there on Friday. Rob Ryan-Smith, Chris Sweeney, thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. guys. Thank you. It was yeah, a pleasure. Was great. We will be right back. This is Julie Black. And Dave Eichenberger on guitar. You're listening to St. Pete Foodies Podcast, maybe in your house or your car. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Marissa Petty. Marissa started singing and writing music at the age of eight. She discovered her talent to sing, play piano, and write songs after she was diagnosed with leukemia. She is now cancer-free and has her first single about to drop. Please welcome to the show the youngest interviewee we've ever, interviewee we've ever had, Marissa Petty. Welcome. Welcome, Marissa. Hi, thank you for having me. And mom's here too, Jennifer. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me too. And you got to get out of school a little bit early, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so if you want us to schedule you like weekly, we could do that. Oh yeah, that, that will, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so Lori's going to ask you the Fast Five Foodies questions. Okay. All right. You ready? I hope so. This should be easier than how any you, of your exams. How do you do on tests? Yeah, this yeah. is easy. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite food? Oh, um, queso and chips. Oh, that nice. Was easy. That's a good answer. Kevin loves Mexican food. So. Right. The best. <laughs> what's your least favorite food? I don't like tomatoes. Hmm. Okay. Just like like plain raw tomatoes in general mm-hmm. so you okay. don't like spaghetti sauce or anything like that well i like ketchup and spaghetti sauce just not ah, tomatoes gotcha okay and what's your favorite restaurant in st pete do they have a mo's in st pete uh, i don't think so i don't know oh. that's a good question i don't know because that would have been it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know a lot of restaurants oh. that's, in okay. St. Pete. That's, yeah, that's okay that's okay do you prefer salt or pepper Oh, salt all the way. <laughs> Good answer. Mm. And can you cook? Do you help your mom at all? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing that your mom cooks? She makes this like good homemade soup type thing, and it's really, really good. Because I love soup. Mm-hmm. It's like nice. one of my favorites. So she makes it for me sometimes. I nice. Love, I love soup, too. What, what kind of soup is it, Mom? It's like chicken and rice ah. with like sage and stuff all stuff for inflammation getting sick you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. oh good it's nice. like hidden stuff in there <laughs> uh oh she wasn't supposed to hear that I part. Did not know. <laughs> <laughs> so marissa taylor petty also known as rissa mm-hmm. yes yes you started singing and writing music at age eight yes i did i did and how did that happen how did you just start how did you start doing that at eight eight years old well there was something that happened in my life. I was diagnosed with leukemia, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to dance anymore because I was a dancer. So um, that was kind of something I found through it, and that's kind of when I knew, like, that's what I want to do with my life. That's pretty interesting. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was eight. Eight. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to he- see you here today. Congratulations <laughs> on your Thank remission. You. You're welcome. And how old are you now? I'm 14 years old. 14. Awesome. And a half. And a half. I'm very I, sorry you had to go through that, though. Oh, it's but it's okay. it's so interesting how something that could be so bad mm-hmm. turned around into something pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, you play piano? I do. I love piano. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And you have a new single coming out uh, by the, the end of this month. Yes. Sometime near the end of January. We don't have the ex- exact date yet because these things are... A moving target sometimes. Definitely. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, the song is titled Fallen, mm-hmm. like falling, yeah. impossibly fallen. And it's about. It is about a crush, you know, <laughs> us 
women slash girls have crushes on boys and you know when you're a musician you tend to write about these feelings you have Mm -hmm. and so that's when the song kind of came about i liked this boy and i was like you know what i'm gonna just write a song about how i feel about him you know what you are very (laughs) great very talented especially for 14 years old thank you so much and you're welcome thank you very articulate (laughs) very good at expressing yourself thank you Mm -hmm. And you also have a quite impressive accolade of being, correct me if I'm wrong, the official national anthem singer for the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies? Um, I was, yeah. It was a pretty good experience. Nice. And do you have video of that? Um, yes, I do. So we can, we can find that on your, on your social media? On your yes, Facebook? on Instagram. Instagram, okay. Awesome. And then on Facebook, it's at Marissa Petty, M-A-R-I-S-S-A. P-E-D-D-I-E, at yes. Marissa Petty. Mm-hmm. And it's the same on Instagram? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so just keep an eye on that social media for the announcement of the new single, Fallen. But as a listener of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, you get to hear it early. Marissa, thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank you for being oh, thank here. Thank you for having me. Here we are with Marissa Petty and the song, Fallen.
We have three new items on stpetersburgfoodies.com. They are all Italian. We have a new updated review of Grazie Italian Grill. We have another new updated review of Noble Crust. And we top it all off with the 10 best Italian restaurants in St. Petersburg for 2020. And next week on the podcast, we're going Italian again with Frank Scatino from Cafe Chibo. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Chris Sweeney, Rob Reinsmith, and Marissa Petty. And thanks to our sponsors, Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number, Number Nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Put the pasta back in the pot. You add a little gravy and a little butter. Then you put the fire back on for 45 seconds. Stir it up real nice. 45 seconds? Yeah, that way the macaroni absorbs the gravy instead of just coats it. This is for flavor.